I'm Holly. And I'm Bridget. And this is Girls Next Level. (laughs) Welcome back to Girls Next Level, everybody. Before we get back into our episode, I need to know what you've been doing this week, Bridget. Well, it's just been a casual rainy week in LA, which you know I love. It's been so rainy this whole past. I feel like since we started doing this podcast, it's been rainier than ever, which we need the water. So I love it. But it's a lot. I just found like a leak in my garage. Oh, no. Which so got to get that fixed the second when the rain stops. Like you got to wait till the rain stops before you do it. But I've decided my house needs like a full like historic restoration So I'm just going to start doing it, like not all at once. But since I'm only in town part time, I'm just going to do it. There's a house in my neighborhood that did it. It's another 1920s house. This one's Spanish style. And they started they did a gorgeous restoration, like historically accurate, but it looks so new and fresh and the details are amazing. But I walk by it on my walk every day and they started doing it right before 2020. So granted, they had to deal with like quarantine and like probably like shipping delays and like supply chain issues or whatever, but it took four years and they're only just now finishing it. Like it's nuts. Well, and when you want to do it right and get the Mm -hmm. right things and stuff too, it takes forever. But they really did an amazing job. Yeah, but I've been loving the rain. And like I said, I'm I'm reading this book right now, which I'm almost done now, but I've been really into that. So Mm -hmm. I've been, that's been taking up, yeah, a lot of my time. Have you seen or heard about the Julian's auction they're doing where it's like Hef stuff and Marilyn Monroe stuff. Wait, I knew there was another auction coming up with Hef stuff. Is that the one? Yes. But it's but also it's mixed like, with Marilyn? Yeah, I guess somebody who has a bunch of Marilyn stuff is selling it. So they put the two together. I'm like, can we stop this posthumous pairing already? But the creepiest thing is that I saw on TikTok, I think I sent it to you. They made these creepy like AI illustrations of Hef and Marilyn together on the Julian's website. And I'm having trouble pulling them up, but here's one. First of all, they both look awful. And they're like, that's scary, snuggling looking. and stuff. I, I like as much as Hef like to connect himself to Marilyn. I don't even think he would like this. Do you think? And do people not understand? They never met. Never met. They never met. They were never canoodling like that. Yeah. So why would they? And I like Julian's is like a name I trust and stuff. So that's like weird to me. Yeah. I don't know why they're doing it. It's weird. Like Marilyn looks like the Joker in this photo. Or it's not even a photo. It's like AI. Hef looks fucking weird. I wouldn't even know that was Hef unless you told me. It is Creeps McGee. And I feel like they're trying to push a false narrative that they like knew each other and were close in some way. A hundred percent is so bad. There is a Marilyn item that I'm going to keep my eye on. Let me show it to you. It is so cute. It's something she wore in a photo shoot. Oh my God. She was photographed as Lillian Russell for like Time Magazine or something. And I've seen this picture before, but it's like colorized or something the way the photo's presented. Like I didn't realize how cute the outfit is until I saw it on the mannequin. It's like this purple corset with flowers along the top. And it has this like sash and like pink bow on the bottom. Really cute. it is the cutest thing. If you won something like that in auction, would you wear it? Or would you just like keep it packaged or behind glass or something. You know, I have wore Maryland stuff before because there was an auction in 2009 when I just moved to Vegas and Planet Hollywood, where I had my show, had some connection with it and I was photographed in all the stuff. So that was like an amazing experience. But you know how people feel about that, as we saw with like Kim wearing the dress, which nothing I wore was as delicate as what Kim wore or as iconic. So it wasn't like we were all really careful with everything. But a couple years after I did it, like when I did it, it was in 2009. So like social media wasn't crazy big or anything. There was like Twitter, but like, and it was in, yeah. And it was in the pictures of me were in magazines and stuff, but there was no like outcry. But then a couple of years later, I posted a photo of me in one of Marilyn's outfits on Instagram and I got so much hate for it. Like you would have thought I wiped my vagina on the shroud of Turin. People were so pissed. Like it was insanity. But then I'm seeing some of this stuff in this auction. Like this was one of the outfits she wore in the Marilyn Monroe paper dolls. I got Marilyn Monroe paper dolls when I was a kid, if you guys don't know. And it like started my obsession with her and it was my favorite toy I ever had. And I'm like, I would love to own something from that paper doll set. For sure. Like I would die. I, I don't know. I, I I might like sneak around and like try it on a little bit, but it would be more like preserved. It would never be like wore out or anything. It would be. Well, if you owned it, it's yours to do what you want. 
Yeah, but I, I, and I would keep it good for like future generations or whatever. Like I'm very big on like preserving stuff. Like this was from the 2010 auction. That was one of her dresses I wore before. But, but I also feel like I'm a little bit over feeling like I need to wear everything. Like it would just be enough to have it. And, you know, so I don't know. I don't yeah. know what I'd do with it, but I would very much be big on like preserving it and keeping it good, obviously. Yeah. I'm so curious what of Hefts is going to be in this new auction. Do we need another auction book? It's so weird to me. I think we do need another auction book. It is so weird to me that the kids didn't inherit that stuff. I know. The fact that like they couldn't just take whatever they wanted is so weird to me. It is weird. I think it needs to be looked at. So last episode, we were talking about the most gorgeous playmate, Sandra Nilsson, who Keith found in, at the Cannes Film Festival. And I was looking up photos of her and I was like, I wonder what she's up to now. Yeah. Okay, you guys. So turns out she's like, I don't know if they're married or if they just had a baby. They just had a baby with Roberto Cavalli and he like bought her this private island in Sweden. And I follow the island on Instagram now. What is it called? It is so freaking cute and magical. And I'm obsessed. I knew they were seeing each other because she texted me when I was in Vegas and was like, oh, Roberto and I are coming to Vegas. Like, maybe we should hang out. But I don't think they ever ended up coming. But so that part wasn't a surprise. But I didn't know how serious it was and that they just had a baby. Okay, so the Instagram account is Cavalli Island, the best place on earth. And it's just so so cute. They have chickens. There's deer. They're just like having these outdoor midsummer dinners with their friends. It's just like amazing. Well, good for both of them. Obsessed. I'm obsessed with both of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so for happy them. for them. Yeah. It's amazing. That's awesome. Chef's kiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. I think some of our fans knew or at least looked it up after we brought her up because people were posting about it. They're like, wait, mm-hmm. she's with Roberto Cavalli. Wait, yeah. Like saying she had a baby. She this yeah. and that. Everything. Like we're getting to it. We're going to yeah, talk so about amazing. it. Yeah, that's it. really cool. Where is the island? It's in Sweden where she's from. That's cool. Yeah. So amazing. I wonder if he still has his. What did he have? A tiger? Yeah, he was telling us he had a tiger back in the day. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if that tiger's still around. I don't know how long they live, but... Today, we are talking about Italy. Yes. The second part of our When in Rome episode, which I noticed seems to be the fan favorite for season two. So we fly into Rome. But you had a quick recovery because you say the next morning you were feeling much better. Oh, yeah, because they had a doctor come straight to the hotel and he wrote me a really great medicine that I felt worked better than what I was typically prescribed in the U.S. for UTIs. Oh. German doctors know what's up. That's cool. Uh, Do you remember? That just reminded me. Do you remember we used to travel with a doctor? I remember you mentioning that before, and I actually do not remember that at all. It's so funny. Yeah. Well, maybe because I had to use Was it him. like a security guy who kind of doubled as a doctor? Was it something like that? Because I don't remember ever knowing anybody who traveled with us as a doctor. I think he looked like security. Incognito. And was kind of like hanging out with them, but he was a doctor. Like he had, he could write prescriptions and could see you for like whatever was going on. And well, that could have been the case though, because they had to have a doctor come. Maybe it just didn't work in another country. Maybe. they had to have a totally separate doctor come to the hotel and like write me a prescription. Oh, somebody. Oh. Yeah. Somebody you didn't know at all. Mm-mm. German Interesting. Guy. Do you know that some of our, our security was Interpol? No. That's funny. Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. Badass. <laughs> so we go into Rome. I remember the second we got off the plane and started driving, I was shocked because there were ruins everywhere, like just field, like you would just be going down, like past a field and you would see like little like ruins out there. I thought that too. Like, I don't know what I was expecting. I don't know if I was just expecting like, okay, there's the Colosseum and everything else is in a museum, but you're right. It's just kind of out there amongst everything, which is really fascinating. Yeah. They're everywhere. Like you hear about the big ones, Mm -hmm. but then, and of course those are, you know, tourist things that you pay and go and see and stuff, but they're really just everywhere. Do you remember there was a store we went to by the Spanish steps called expensive? (laughs) No. (laughs) And it was not expensive. (laughs) That's fun. But we actually like in Rome, we had time to like do some shopping and stuff because like I got a dress there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, as we're stepping off the plane, I say blonde mafia is here. We are here. 
And then we're heading, we're in the limo and we're heading towards the Coliseum. Yeah, the Coliseum was so interesting. And you know what fascinates me about the Coliseum is the fact that they used to flood it and have like ship battles in there. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Remember when we ran into Kurt Russell? Yes. This is so random, It was so weird. We must have been on some kind of special tour track where there weren't very many people, like in some area people weren't allowed to go in. Because I just remember we were walking along this cavernous path inside the Coliseum and just all by himself, hands in pockets, comes Kurt Russell strolling toward us. And then him and Hef like acted like they knew each other from back in the day. Did you know there's a rumor that Walt Disney's last words were Kurt Russell? Why would that be? Well, Kurt Russell, when he's a child actor, he used to do movies for Disney and he hosted like the TV special about the opening of the Haunted Mansion. So they were working with him. But like, I don't I don't know what project was on his mind that Kurt Russell was his last words. That is so weird. I don't even know if that's really true. That could be some Internet rumor that just like got out of hand. Yeah. It's like, who said who said it? Who was with it? Yeah. Who was on his bedside? Who's like, you know what his last words were? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Did his wife die before him or after? I think after. So it was probably her. Yeah. Like, what that would was you put that out there? Yeah. <laughs> huh. <laughs> so random. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation, Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877- 7-7-3-5-1-0-3-0-0. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. You know what this trip reminded me of was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that movie. Yeah. That movie, like even though obviously I wasn't around in the 60s, it was very like soothing to me because it like reminded me of my 20s in like an oddly soothing way. I don't know why, but it was just like even scenes of like driving down the Wilshire Corridor in a Porsche or running errands in Westwood Village, El Coyote. It was just like these places we used to go. Yeah. And it wasn't bringing it back in a weird traumatic way. It was in like an odd, soothing way. Or even like how they show that shot when they go to the Playboy party of like driving through the mansion gate because that was such like an everyday part of our lives, but not something I've thought of. Like I haven't thought of like those gates or that freezer, what it looked like driving up the driveway in so long. It was just odd. And then there was this trip where we like run into Kurt Russell, who's in the movie, and we met Roman Polanski, who's a character in the movie. It's yeah. just it's just like odd parallels. It made it like this oddly weird, soothing thing to watch. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, and you just got me thinking. People ask all the time, like, where do we go to lunch and where we do things? And it's hard to re- like think of things because some of them are still part mm-hmm. of our lives that we yeah. do. And it's hard to think like even when people ask me, where do you and Nick go to dinner all the time? I'm like, uh, I got to think yeah. for a second. <laughs> but El Coyote was one of our regular stomping grounds. Yeah. We haven't been in so long. Mm-hmm. We should go. I love that place. Yeah. Field trip. I was ordering takeout from there during quarantine quite a bit. (laughs) Gosh, I need to go. I haven't been in. It's been too long. Yeah. I need a chips and salsa moment. Yes. So then we were going up to these guys dressed as gladiators who are taking photos for tips out in front of the Coliseum. Yes. And they were handsy. Yes. <laughs> they scooped me up and thank God I was wearing underwear because my crotch was out. Your whole everything is showing. Yeah. And it's just like I was the second one to go take a picture with them and you were supposed to be the third. But I think you were like, yeah, I'll pass after seeing that. Well, And watching the scene too. Like I'm first I'm standing kind of like right next to half and like smiling and stuff. And then it shows me like I'm kind of behind half. I'm like, yeah, I'm you're like, like no. down. Like, don't notice me. I'm not doing yeah, this. I'm no not thanks. part of this. And the smile on Joe Piastro's face when all this is happening, who was head of security, is so funny. Uh, I love Joe. I was just like, I love Joe too. I was just like, um, 
no thanks. <laughs> like they were just too aggressive. Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> thought it would be a cute picture, but then I was like, mm, it's not worth it. It's yeah. not worth it. I wonder when when we do stuff like that, who tipped them? Like who paid them? That's a really good question. I just see us walking away. I don't see anybody tipping them or paying them. I mean, we definitely brought a crowd over to them. So mm-hmm. maybe they thought it was nobody paid them and they thought it was worth it. They just got on camera and we brought the crowds over and now other people are doing it. Or does somebody slip them? some cash or typically with Hef, like security would handle all payments. They would have his credit card to pay the bill. So I would think security would step up and do it. So I hope somebody tipped them. Oh, maybe they went back and like got all their names and clearance for filming them and then gave them. Yeah, that's probably what happened because they'd have to have them sign a release. Yeah. I wonder if they have to sign a release in another country. I know the rules are different. I know when we were over shooting beaches, the rules were totally different. That's a good question. I don't know. We'll have to ask Kim if she ever comes on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, or one of the producers. Even a field producer would probably know the answer to Mm -hmm. that. That's a good question. Yeah, and so then uh, Kendra says that she liked the them that she was thinking about. Um, She likes the gladiator look, and she was thinking about George Clooney, and they put George Clooney's head on there, and I was Uh like... Hey, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, that's your guy. <laughs> yeah, because uh, that was my like running kind of my free hall He's pass. your hall pass. Yeah. yeah um, while I was at the mansion. But she's not it's not even who she meant. She meant Russell Crowe. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> I can see how she thought that, though, because there was a while and this was like way earlier, like in the 90s when George Clooney was famous for having what they called the Caesar haircut where it was like oh, yes. kind of clipped in front. Yeah. So I feel I feel like I would have made that mistake, too, or I can see it happening. And this wasn't back then, but now or relatively recently, there was like a commercial, I think, with him in a gladiator costume. That sounds familiar. Like Nescafe or something like that. That On a studio lot type thing. Yeah. So then an interview, I say before dinner, we went to the Trevi Fountain and oh, do I have a story about this? Well, I was bummed that we couldn't jump in it because I was fully ready to have my Anita Ekberg moment and just jump in and you can't do it. Yes. Okay. But they told me that that's what we were going to do. That's weird because Mary told me ahead of time I wasn't allowed to jump in that fountain because I was discussing it with her. Do you think the show was trying to trap you into causing some international incident? Yes, because (laughs) I say in commentary that I took my shoes off in the limo anticipating that we were going to be jumping in the fountain. And I literally was like starting to put a foot in and I saw the two police Mm -hmm. officers standing by it. And I said, we can go in. Right. And he was like, no. Oh my God. Yeah. I think they tried to trick you because I was warned ahead of time that we couldn't do it by Mary. I was full on going in. Oh man. I was full on going to go in. And I, it just occurred to me to ask really quick first because I was told we were going in. That is funny. Could you imagine? Oh my God. It would have been Monte Carlo before Monte Carlo getting arrested. It totally would have been. And it wouldn't have been my fault because I was told to do it by the show. (laughs) Can we talk about Hef's fedora? Yes, but can I talk about one other thing first? Yeah. The um, did you see? There's no crowds. There's people. Uh huh. There's no crowds. What does that mean? I see it on Instagram now. The Trevi Fountain. And you can't even get anywhere close to it. It's just packed oh, with people. Oh yeah, because Instagram blows everything up. Even we these literally, old, old sites. We literally just walk up to it and sit on the edge. And mm-hmm. it's not our camera crew isn't like clearing the way and moving yeah. people all the way. There was nobody there. I mean, there were people there. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. There's people there, but. Plenty of room for all of us to just walk up without even other people in our shot and throw our coins over mm-hmm. and like do the whole thing for me to even think I'm just going to go in. Yeah. I don't have to cut through crowds. Like it's just right there. Yeah. Like I see the police are right there. Like it's just everything is it's not what it is now. Yeah. Everything's packed these days. So packed. Like when I see pictures of it, like I tell Nick about how amazing the Trevi Fountain was and how I want to go see it mm-hmm. again and that he's got to see it. But I look at the pictures that people pr- like post about it and I'm like, oh, this is not how I remember it. Yeah. And people are like, oh, the best place to go to see it is like this cafe above it. So you can look down on it so you don't have to do all the crowds. And Whoa. I'm like, Jesus, we literally just walked right up to it. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Nuts. Yeah, it is sad. Um, So the fedora. Yeah, Hef's fedora was not my favorite look on him. And I felt bad because that was my fedora. I used to wear it out sometimes. And he decided he really liked it. And at first I thought it was cute that he liked one of my hats and got a kick out of it. But I just don't think it was a good look on him. And then I 
never wanted to say anything because he was so stuck with it. Like, I thought it was cute when he wore the captain's hat, but there was something about the black fedora that looked very grim and made him look older, I felt, and just didn't. It looked very sinister to me. Poltergeist. It was poltergeist adjacent for sure. (gasps) Yeah. So it wasn't my favorite look. I think he thought he was very Sinatra-esque. I think so. But honestly, I would have taken the side baseball cap from the Fight Night episode over the fedora. (laughs) Well, we throw a bunch of coins in the fountain and that you do that because that's supposed to bring you back if you do that. Mm -hmm. But I have not been back since. Have you? No, because I mean, Rome was amazing, but it's not like my favorite place or like a place I feel like I need to go back. There's like other favorites or other new places I want to go. Not to say it wasn't amazing. It was like, I don't want to make it sound like I'm putting it down, but I I felt like I had a good Rome experience. Yeah. I want to go back and I especially want to go back with Nick because he is Italian. Mm -hmm. His, his grandmother came over from Sicily. So he's Sicilian and he's never been to Italy and I really want to go with him. Yeah, you guys should. Mm Mm-hmm. So another day in Rome, we decided to take a bus tour to Naples and Pompeii, Mm -hmm. which was amazing. You and I are obsessed with Pompeii. Obsessed. I feel like there's something about being a child of the 80s. Back then, there were a lot of TV specials on like the Titanic and Pompeii. And those are like obsessions. They are our Roman Empire. I think like, you know, that trend on TikTok where it's like, what's your Roman Empire? And a lot of people do say the Titanic or like the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory or just some random thing they're interested in now. Like, I feel like Pompeii and Titanic are like two of my Roman empires. But my ultimate Roman Empire, I think, is like Marilyn Monroe or Marie Antoinette. Yeah. What's yours? Ghosts. (laughs) That's a good one. Just in general. Yeah. (laughs) Paranormal. Yeah. I like it. So on our way, we stop in Naples for lunch and it was really beautiful. And I, we take this picture and I just feel like, I mean, like you said, because we learn about it when we're kids and stuff like that, but we take a picture where we are for lunch, like the water's behind us, but Mount Vesuvius is in the background. And I'm just like, holy shit, like Mount Vesuvius is behind us in this picture. You know, it's crazy. I'm really into Dolores Cannon and like past life regressions. And it seems like so many past life regressions I read about, a lot of people regress to Pompeii. I don't know what that's all about. I don't know if like the same souls are choosing to reincarnate now as they did in Pompeii, or if that's just like a really big one that sticks out for people, but a lot of Pompeii people coming through with the past life regressions. Yeah. Also, my nipples are out in this scene. Like this is a good example of why I never need that skims bra. (laughs) They're out and proud, ready to cut glass. Oh my God. Yeah. So we go to this restaurant. It was the Regina Margarita. Yeah. And this was my favorite meal, I think, of the trip. They just brought us out this platter of food, which included the world famous pizza donut. Yeah. And there's another name for the pizza donut, which I I completely blanked on what it was. But I remember years later learning, oh, it's really this. This is what this is. And I wish I could remember so I could tell you guys because it was so good. Everything was so good at that restaurant. And there's a scene where the waiter comes up to us and he says, um, are we doing pizza or pasta? And we all yell pizza. But right now I was thinking I would say both. I want to try yeah. both. Like I'm bummed I didn't try the pasta. I'm surprised they didn't bring both. Yeah, but we had that appetizer, yeah. the pizza. I think we were really full, mm-hmm. but it was so good. And just being out on that path, I can feel it now. Me too. I'm, I'm the there, sun. right? The sun beating down on your shoulders. Like I'm closing my eyes. I'm there right now. Yeah. I can because, transport myself back. You know why I think too? It had been a pretty cold trip most of the time. Like uh-huh. it was chilly most of our trip. And so here we are like, Wouldn't know it by my nipples, but it was warm. (laughs) It was, well, I don't know if it was like a totally warm day if you were in the shade, but when we, where we were sitting on the Mm -hmm. patio in the sun was so warm. (sighs) Just basking. And the good food, like it was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was just so like everything, like so cozy and like. Obsessed. Yeah. And then this is where, and you thought it was in the Chicago episode, but this is where Kendra 
is talking about Al Capone. Yeah, she keeps going on about like Al Capone lived here. Al Capone's birth town. Al Capone, Al Capone. Al Capone Al Capone's sat here. He probably went to this restaurant. <laughs> he probably sat in this seat. He probably this and that. Yeah. So they asked me an interview and I clarify that he was actually born and raised in Brooklyn. At one point, I see I see her saying it and I see you in the background going, OK, let's eat. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> let's move on. So then I think we cut to Venice from there, right? Because they don't show Pompeii. We do. They don't show any of Pompeii. But should we talk about Pompeii? Yeah, I love Pompeii so much. I my, was so excited for this. My favorite thing were the dicks that were carved into the cobblestone streets. They point you toward the brothels. It's really ingenious. You know what's crazy is, so they have a lot of them kind of, you know, as much dug up as possible. And... I try to like imagine what it would be like to live in the. Do you, does anybody else do this? Like, I try to think like, what would it be like to live here? Like in present time or back in the day? Well, back in the day. No, I think that too. And remember they had like the really cool wine bars out on the street. Yeah. And it just seems so fun. So the other day I did the deed. I cleaned out my closet and that all wasn't my the drawers. deed I was expecting you to say. <laughs> No, it's like one of those things that I put off, but everything was just like not organized and I needed to clean it out. It was chaotic and crammed with a bunch of clothes, but I felt like I had nothing to wear. And the game changer though, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. And now I have a wardrobe of luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next and I stayed on budget. That is key. They have things like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. And I love that. I got sweats that are so cozy. And I know this sounds silly, but I got some socks that are so good. Oh. Like I love like a plush, fluffy pair of soft socks. Yes. And then I got like these drawstring little like a... Uh, uh, shorts. How about you? I'm still living in my Quince cashmere sweaters. They are just the timeless, cute pieces that I love to wear. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash next level for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash next level to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash next level. Yeah, and they had like the canisters too where you could get olives. Mm -hmm. I mean, not a present day. There aren't olives in there, but they were able to tell that that's what were in those and that's what yeah. they did. And you know how they had the um, kind of like the the water system that went through yeah. the streets? And then you can see to the solidified bodies, mm -hmm. which was crazy. And they take you in like the bathhouses and the private homes. And there's that famous mosaic that's like a beware of dog sign. Yeah. And it's like a dog on a chain freaking out. Yeah. And did you see, um, I think it was, it was during the pandemic, I think. Um, so it was like a year or two ago where they recently just uncovered like a food cart. An actual food like cart? Like a fast food cart type thing or fast food like. I was like, know, wait, like, Wendy's? <laughs> No, well, um, I mean, their version of it, like it had like, I uh, forget what was on it, but they had paintings of what they sold, like a slice of pizza, or they would say like it was their version of pizza back then. Oh, my God. It's really fascinating that they're still finding stuff. Well, remember when we were there, they were saying there was this huge pile that they were not excavating because they wanted to wait for the future to see, you know, they were saving it for like better means of excavation. I wonder if they're excavating that now. I don't know. I just think it's fascinating when they find new stuff over there. And I know that um, they were saying that only like it's only been partially excavated. So they don't even have. And then there's that whole uh, city of Herculeum, too. That's not far that they're also excavating. Mm -hmm. Excavating. <laughs> Archaeologists in Pompeii, the city buried in a volcanic eruption in 79 AD, have made the extraordinary find of a frescoed hot food and drink shop that served up the ancient equivalent of street food to Roman passersby. Oh, my God. It's fascinating. You're right. There's paintings. Beautiful paintings. Yeah. Chicken. There's like animals, wolves. 
on the, oh my God. It's this so cool. so well preserved. Wow. That's amazing. I don't know why this stuff just like grips me, but I'm like so into it. Do you think you lived in Pompeii back in the day? I don't know if it's that. It's possible, but I don't know if it's that or just like the fascination with like. That looks like our food tray from the Naples restaurant. You're right. (laughs) Or just a fascination with like kind of morbid stuff. Morbid stuff, abandoned things like civilization lost kind of thing. Like what was life like? I'm very fascinated by it. I don't feel like I lived in Pompeii in a past life, but I feel like it really appealed to me as a child. Because like I said, in the 80s, there were a lot of like TV specials or mentions on it. And living in Alaska, they would terrify you as a child by doing these. They would show you these earthquake and tsunami preparedness videos and do like drills and stuff. And they tell you about like how in the 60s, there was this mega earthquake in Anchorage and a little girl went outside and fell into a crack and in the earth and was never to be found again. So it was just like terrifying. And they always made it sound like it was going to happen at any minute. So I feel like I identified with Pompeii because of that. Yeah, it's yeah, I think just something to do with the tragedy too that fascinates Mm -hmm. me because I am morbid like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know, but I'm super into it. I was so excited to be there. Do you feel like you lived on the Titanic? I've thought that before, but I don't know. I don't know because so many people have the same. So many people are really attached to the Titanic. And I it's it was even like that before the movie came out. Yeah, it was like that for me before the movie came out, too. Yeah. Like even my son has never seen the movie and he's into Titanic and I don't know where it came from. It's weird. Yeah. It's really weird. So our next stop is Venice. And this was actually, I think, the shortest stop on our trip. It was just like a little day trip from Rome. Sadly. And Venice is just fascinating. It feels like you're on a whole other planet. Yeah. Um, This was another spot that it was like a dream location mm-hmm. to go to. Like, I could not believe we were actually there. It doesn't seem real. Like, you almost feel like you're at a movie set. Yeah, it does. Tell us about the hotel. My favorite hotel of the trip, the Hotel Daniele, and is right on the water. Of course, everything mm-hmm. is, but this, some of them really are. And it what used to be an old palace, uh-huh. and it was just incredible. It was incredible. Yeah, the lobby is so beautiful. If you guys look it up on Instagram, you'll see a picture of the lobby, and it's just stunning. I thought our rooms were amazing, too. We had, like, three rooms, even though we weren't there for very long. Yeah, it was just kind of like a like a home base for like the day yeah but the rooms are gorgeous and I was fascinated with all like the Venetian glass chandeliers we were seeing this whole trip yeah oh and they had they have you pointing to the chandelier and you go look Bridget look how amazing this chandelier is and I'm like oh look at this food platter look at all this it was like a fruit platter yeah and it shows me eating that stuff and it's like okay and they have to do the food thing again yeah again pointing it out because it comes to a head later on but yeah yeah, they're always um, and and Hef is over there grabbing fruit off of it too. Yeah, but, but they don't point that out. But he's not crazy mm-hmm. like in the food. <laughs> and then we're waving at people from the balcony, which is really fun. Yes. Didn't you say that there was a guy, maybe you say this in commentary, that there was a guy that was like giving you the flash me sign? Oh yeah, he was trying to encourage us to flash. It's Ew. like, this is not Fat Tuesday, sir. Right. <laughs> you go, this blows the Venetian to shit. I know, <laughs> really does. And then uh, we are, of course, you have to take a water taxi to everything. So we are getting on a boat. I almost ate it in my high heels. When I, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> when I was rewatching this and I see you almost eat it the first time, I was like, I gasped out loud. Because yeah. I thought you were going down it for a second. It could have been a bad fall. So this scene is one of my favorites. We spy a paparazzi. Yes. Who I quickly named Waldo because we kept seeing him everywhere. And my theory looking back on this is we must have been on some kind of VIP tour that celebrities did regularly. And he knew the route and he had his own way of like getting ahead of it so he could get pictures of whoever was on tour. But back then I wasn't really thinking that way. I kind of felt like everything was so uniquely set up for us. I didn't think there was a possibility that this was like a typical like VIP route. And I was just amazed at like, how is this guy so good at like getting ahead of us. It's like he's teleporting and just magically showing up like on the bridge ahead of us. And then he's next to us on a boat and then he's on a different boat and then he's walking ahead of us. And 
I started clowning him at first because I noticed him because he had a bright orange backpack and he was walking ahead of us and he'd turn around and snap a bunch of pictures and then turn around quickly and act like he wasn't doing anything. It was yeah. so weird. Like most paparazzis are just like shameless about what they're doing. They don't care. But he would turn around, take a bunch of pictures and then act like he was doing nothing. It was so weird. Well, there were two reasons that we were kind of mad at him at first. Uh-huh. One was that he was trying to act like he wasn't doing it when he was. Yeah. It was like, why are you trying to act like that? But two, because he pushed James out of the way at one point. Yeah. Yeah, that was rude. The photo. So we were like kind of, especially Kendra was like really pissed at him yeah. at first. But then we were like playing along with it and thought it was funny. Yeah, we thought it was funny because he was everywhere. And then the PR guy who Daniel, who was traveling with us, caught up with that guy and he kept like holding a reflector in his face and trying to block him. And it just turned into this funny thing. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of get into it, like going back and like trying to block each other. But um, I was curious about that, watching it back. Like at the time, I thought it was funny. And I was like, yeah, Daniel, go block him, blah, uh-huh. blah. But then I was thinking, he's our international PR guy, Daniel was. And I was curious why he would want to stop somebody from taking photos of us because that's clearly one of the reasons we're there. I know, totally. I think it just must have been like he thought it was funny and he was playing off with the fact that we were like anti him. <laughs> or trying to let certain photographers get the photos yeah, I don't or know. something. I don't know. Like watching it it's back, strange. I was like, at the time, I didn't think anything of it. But watching it back, I was like, wait, don't we want him to do yeah, that? Yeah, like, I know. It's so funny. Yeah. So I'm kind of confused by it. When we were being driven around on a gondola, which we get on later, I kept asking the gondolier to sing the song from Lady and the Tramp. Yeah. But he didn't know it. Do you remember that we went to a restaurant in Rome and they came and sang at our table too? I do vaguely. Yeah. And I think you were trying to get them to sing that yeah, song Yeah, they're like, too, what are you talking like, about? Don't know it. <laughs> yeah, we don't know it. Is that Bellanote or uh-huh. something? Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Yeah. And one of the things that they show us walking through some of the streets in Venice and they show uh, spotting a, a Playboy store and stuff. But I thought one of the acute scene and such a like quintessential Venice thing to do is getting the gelato. Yeah. And we got, we get it. Yeah. We got gelato like on a cone and we were walking around uh-huh. and eating it. And I think it's really weird that they don't show that. Cause I just feel like that's like, so totally being in Venice. Yeah, it is. And there's one part later where I see Kendra is on the boat and she's finishing her cone. Uh-huh. So I know for sure. Yeah, like It's not a figment of your imagination. Yeah. And I just think it's sort of weird that they don't show that. Instead, they show us going, well, instead they show us going into the Playboy store and seeing the Playboy store. And I, uh-huh. I feel like they substituted those. Like it probably would have been us yeah. eating gelato and walking around, but they substituted it because they want to show how global, global. and famous Playboy yeah, is. Yeah, totally. Back to Waldo, I turned it around on him and started taking pictures of him. And I have a million of them. I'll do a whole album on Patreon. Yeah. And it's crazy because this is where we're like wrapping up our whole two-week trip. I feel like two weeks is like a perfect vacation time because you feel like you're gone for a long time. But by the time it comes to the end of two weeks, you're like, okay, I could get my nails fixed and I miss my dogs and I could stand to go back and, you know, yeah, I have some stuff I need to do. Yeah. I feel like at least back then for that phase of my life, it was the perfect amount of time to be away. Mm-hmm. I see that. I I totally um get like missing my pets, of course, uh-huh. and wanting to do like your maintenance things at your normal place and everything. But I would love to do an extended trip, like even longer than two weeks. Backpacking. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I want to backpack. <laughs> yeah. <but. laughs> 
But yeah, I would love to do like a long, long trip and go like a million places Mm -hmm. because I feel like once you're over there, everything is so much closer and easier. Oh, totally. It's getting there. Like when my sister and her husband lived in Amsterdam, like every month they would take a little weekend trip somewhere and she got to go everywhere and it was just so easy. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's cool. Uh That's so cool. I really want to see Switzerland. That was one place she went that I've never been that just looked amazing. See, Nick got to go to Switzerland last year and I didn't get to go. Uh And it looked incredible. He said, I would love it. Just stunning. Um, Then we go to St. Mark's Square. Mm -hmm. And it was very crowded. It was so crowded. But then suddenly it goes from the attention being on all the beautiful buildings and stuff to Hef. And there is like a crowd of people around it. Yeah. Like we could barely move. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, one thing I wanted to talk about too is uh, it has nothing to do with our trip that we're there. But have you seen how um, certain times of the year, I think it's every year, I'm not sure, but or at least every, every once in a while, because I've seen it more than once mm-hmm. now, that Venice floods. Yeah. And like there's tourists like going through this. In the, boots. It, well, and their suitcases. Like they're literally, yeah. you guys, like knee high water. And like, I just don't like that. On one hand, that's scary. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, it fascinates me. Like, is that the ocean like coming up in there? Like it, it's because the water is right there. Like, and has it always been like that? Or is it worse because of global warming? Yeah, I don't know. But I'm so fascinated by that. On one hand, I'm intrigued. Like yeah. it looks so like, I don't know. There's something about it that looks kind of cool to mm-hmm. me. And then on the other hand, I'm like, wait, that's so scary, though. Yeah, it is. Like, is that just... And what a pain in the butt. Have to navigate. Yeah, I'm like, is that just, like, rainwater? Is it canal water? Is that coming... Like, could it be stuff from the ocean, too? Like, because the... It's, like, open sea not far from there. Yeah. Like, what... Um, I, I'm just so confused. Like, are there fish in that? Like, I know. where... I Imagine walking around and you feel like fish swimming by your feet. Well, I'm curious. Like, I'm so curious. Yeah. Like, we're here. Like, even though we're as close to the sea, like, when, when it floods here, it's not the... Well, typically not the seawater coming in. So I guess sometimes it is if you're really close to the coast, but it's our gutters backing mm-hmm. up and it's it's rainwater and, and yeah. excess. That kind like of water. In Venice, so. is it super high tide? Is that what it is? I'm not sure. I'm, interesting. I'm curious to know more, yeah. but I'm fascinated by it. And you have to watch that movie, um, A Haunting in Venice. Okay. Because... It when I was watching that movie, it's so like it just so brought me back. Yeah. It made me want to go back. Like it was so cool. And I want to go to that haunted island off of Venice too. Oh, Paviglia Island. Yes. Zach says that's one of the most fucked places. Really? Yeah, he said it fucked him up. <gasps> For him to say yeah. that. What else about Italy? There's so much to remember. I know. Well, we need to talk about the party in Rome. Oh, yeah. Which is, I I know I've said this before, but it's so weird how they didn't use any of that party. I mean, they didn't show many of our foreign parties. They showed a little bit of like the London one. But this one was elaborate. It was it was big. It was big. And I remember it was on top of this. It was like on this villa on this hilltop in this big tent outside. And I remember we had to take a stretch limo to get up there. Mm-hmm. And it was so precarious. The The driveway was super narrow and uh, really windy up mm-hmm. there. And it was like on like a cliff side. And I remember there was cars parked along one of the sides. So we had to get really close to the edge and the limo had to try and turn around. And there was like curves it could barely get through. And I just remember like kind of white knuckling it being mm-hmm. like, oh my God, how is this car even going to get out of here? Yeah, it was a lot. It was packed. And the cars were lined up all the way up this road going mm-hmm. up there. There were so many people. And I brought our itinerary for... Uh, the Paris or the whole trip, mm-hmm. Rome and everything, but it was um, hold it up. It's like a tome. Yeah, this thing, you guys. <laughs> I think I said it's like uh, nineteen pages. Our Europe itinerary. <laughs> um, it says that we went. Yeah, so we get to Rome and we stayed at. By the way, we didn't talk about the hotel there either. I want to get back to the party in a second, but we. Um, I remember that the hotel there was gorgeous. It was really pretty. It was very ornate and like just so pretty. Do you have a weird memory of me, you, and Kendra hanging out in one of the rooms? I think it was like one of your guys's rooms. Yeah, and there was like a chaise lounge at the bottom of the at the foot of the bed, and we for some reason we thought people were like fucking on it or something. 
oh, I don't remember thinking people were fucking on it, but I remember we had a chase lounge in our room and because Kendra and I would always share a room. Like, I don't know if we saw a stain on it, which would be weird because this is a really nice hotel, but we were talking about how we thought people were fucking on it. Well, it probably just looks like somewhere yeah. you would. <laughs> probably just people mines do. in the gutter. People probably do. Um, and it was, if you're curious, it was the St. Regis Grand and it was incredible. Um, and that's when we went to the Coliseum and we went to the Imperial Forum tour. Then we went to dinner that, that was that restaurant. I remember it being really good too, but it was sort of, it's, I don't know if it was, but it seemed very family owned, mm-hmm. like small. Old and, school. Yeah. And they had music that they came and played at our table. I just remember the tomatoes were so flavorful. Like just produce is so flavorful. Yeah. Then we went to the party and it says party for the girls of the Playboy Mansion. Girls of the Playboy Mansion. (laughs) And then it says um, that there's going to be a a person there. She's the most glamorous TV personality, model, singer, and she will present the birthday cake and sing happy birthday to have. Yeah, it's so weird they described her that way in the in the itinerary. It's yeah, so random. Yeah, not just saying, oh, so-and-so is going to present the cake and sing mm-hmm. happy birthday, but it's the most glamorous and beautiful model, yeah. singer, actress. Da, 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 da. Um, and then after that is when we went and did the City Lights tour and we went to the Trevi Fountain and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The Pantheon and a bunch of places. Mm-hmm. Then, um, but the party too, I just remember there being like, so many people there and tons it was of paparazzi. And do you remember that cake was huge? Like, I mean, it was like the biggest cake. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. I feel like it was almost like circus performers type party, like circus performers in the air. It was like we were like seated, over the seated on a bed. Yeah, it was crazy. And there was like another area. There was like a throne and stuff. I remember mm-hmm. us like posing and taking pictures all over that. And I wore this like white toga outfit. Yeah, I liked what I wore too. It was this white print Betsy Johnson dress. And I remember there was a specific photo that I loved from that party and I can't find it anywhere. And I think it's one of those things where at some point in time I pulled it because I liked it so much, but I don't know where I pulled it and fucking put it. So now I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. So yeah, that was a great party. And then the next day, I know we talked about going to Pompeii, but what they, the other thing that we didn't talk about was that we drive three and a half hours from Rome to Pompeii, you guys. Yes. And we wanted to go to bus. Pompeii so bad. Yeah. On a bus. It was a private bus, but mm-hmm. still on a bus. And um, we wanted to go so bad. We get there. Hef and Keith refused to go on the tour with us. They want to sit in the bus and play backgammon while we go on the tour. Which is so strange because I get it. Like they don't want to walk a lot. Hef's back hurts sometimes. But you'd think you'd want to at least get out and see a little of it. And like he's Hef, so he can go back and ditch the tour anytime he wants. Yeah. He but wouldn't no, even, get out, even bus. get out of the bus. Would it's not weird. even get out of the bus. So we're on the tour. And we keep getting, and I don't re- even remember if what it was at that time. I doubt it was text messages. It was probably radioing to like our security or maybe it was phone. Maybe it was cell phone. I don't know at that time. But somehow we kept getting messages that Hef wants to know how much longer we're going to be. And it's like, Jesus. Yeah, it's too much. A million times they would call. And finally it was to the point where let's go. It has oh, getting no. obnoxious. In the, in, and I was so pissed here we are we're finally all the way here and we have to like race through this and cut our tour short because hef just had to come he could have stayed at the hotel yeah totally like that that is really weird do you think he came because he wanted to do the naples stop of it all yes and just be on tv yeah on the show okay so that makes sense but was that was stopping at that restaurant worth it for three and a half hour drive there and a three and a half hour drive back and then probably sitting for three and a half hours on the bus while we go do 
Pompeii. I would say yes, worth it because the food was fantastic. But I don't know if he cares that much about food that's out of his comfort zone. I mean, it would be worth it for us, but I don't Uh think he cares. That's another question people were asking is, did Hef bring his meals to Europe? Yeah, he didn't bring him to Europe, did he? I don't think. Well, what I remember him bringing to Europe was his Lipton soup. Oh, yeah, because that you could make in the hotel. But I feel like bringing like meats on ice and stuff would have been a nightmare to take all. I mean, I think it's a nightmare to take all the way to New York, let alone Europe. But also, can you imagine the language barrier trying to get chefs at European restaurants to like cook your shit? Uh, No, but I do have a funny. So I have to have creamer with my my coffee. And on this trip, the creamer didn't get packed. And so they asked me, what kind of creamer do you want? And I said, I just need a flavored creamer like French vanilla or something. So they were in France and they're running around looking for French French vanilla. vanilla. That's so funny. People in France are like, we don't have French vanilla. It's just vanilla. No, I remember going to Starbucks in Paris and you asked them for some type of drink and they were just like yeah what are you talking about (laughs) but that's so funny french vanilla yeah i just remember them bringing me back these like weird packets of cream where they're like this is all we can find it's just vanilla it's not french they said there's no such thing as french vanilla in france that's so funny (laughs) it's such a thing here French that vanilla is. that like I don't even think about it as being like French. I just think of it as the name of the vanilla. Like, I think of it being French because do you remember from your childhood those tins of like European coffee flavors that were like the dissolvable coffees? And it oh was like my God. V- Vienna something. Yes. And then we always had the French vanilla cafe at our house. And then there was a third one, like an Italian one. I remember. I mean, this is a blast from the past, you guys. If you weren't a '90s kid, you won't know what this is. This that just brought me way back. Hang on, I'm gonna set my international coffees. I think so. Let me look. And I loved the. I just upload. Sorry, you guys. I'm so distracted on my phone, but it's because I was uploading the candy pigs from Paris on Patreon. Because as we're recording this, the Paris episode just went up, and I'm like, I forgot the candy pigs. That's so funny. My favorite was Bavarian mint. Ooh. That was the first one that got me like into coffee. Like uh, I, I, when I went to stay at my dad's in like Washington state, they had some of that. They didn't have hot chocolate, but they had that. And I was like too young for coffee still, but I was like, oh, I'll try this. And I made it and I was like, oh my God, this is so good. It didn't taste like coffee. It tasted like minty hot chocolate, like an Andy, Andy's mint melted. Okay, just looking at these cans brings me back. The ones in these pictures are Cafe Vienna. That was like the famous one. Swiss Mocha and French Vanilla Cafe was the one we always had. Oh, my God. And there's also a Double Dutch. Oh, there's also Kahlua Cafe. And there's also this one we had, too, the Orange Cappuccino. Oh. Yeah, this is like this. Like seeing these, it reminds me of like staying home from school sick in the 90s. Kind of, you know, that's the vibe. Yeah, that was my first introduction to coffee. And these days they have the modern version, which is Maxwell House. And they come in the same tins, but they're not cute. Like the oh, old ones. yeah. And it's just like the flavors are like vanilla caramel latte, French vanilla cafe. I wonder if this is the same brand, but Swiss Mocha Cafe, Hazelnut Cafe. I wonder if this is the same formula, but like Maxwell House bought them. Because it's the same shape of a tin, but the boxes aren't as cute. Mm-mm. Anyway, thank you for joining us on that walk down memory lane. Yeah. Either you can relate or not. <laughs> I just remember Hef being, and I remember him being like grumpy when we got back. Like we took too long to be there. And it's like, <laughs> it's Pompeii. I know. What? I know. So funny. On our way back too, we stopped in Maine and I just had to get out of the of the plane too and just be like, I'm in Maine. I'm we in stopped Maine. to refuel for those of you guys who are like, why the fuck did you stop in Maine? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to refuel. Like <laughs> nobody else got off the plane. I think I was the only one that got off the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the way there, we stopped in Canada too. I remember getting off the plane then too, just to be like, I'm in Canada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's kind of cool prime private because you don't even have to get off the plane. Like they come on the plane, mm-hmm. the the customs and immigration people, and they just check everything right there for yeah, you. Yeah, it's nice. You don't have to fill out those little papers and stand in line. They come and stamp your passport for mm-hmm. you, <laughs> which is going to be a funny story in an upcoming episode. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys are waiting for it, I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I That's hope I can remember all the details because it was crazy. 
I think I can. Yeah. And then the weird thing is after that incident, I remember talking about it later. Like we were like late night in the dining room with a bunch of playmates and I was telling the people that story and Hef got mad at me for telling the story. I remember. I remember it was kind of an off limit story to talk about. And it was weird to me that he got mad at me for telling that story, because if I remember correctly, allegedly that girl did something that could potentially have got Hef in a lot of trouble. Er, Yeah. So like, why is he sticking up? I know. Won't stick up for any of his girlfriends on anything, but like, I can't tell that story because, because why? Makes me wonder. So we're headed home. Yes. We're getting Kevin's dream of wrapping the show back up at the mansion. And we're all talking about how great the trip was. And we get home and the dogs are going crazy. Yes. And Harlow, poor Harlow, had like a shaved leg. When I came back, she had to have like a little surgery. And I remember feeling so bad for her. She had this one shaved chicken leg. Oh, I know, poor baby. And if you guys notice, of course, Wednesday isn't there because I had taken her to my parents' house. So uh, the next day or like a couple days later, I have to drive all the way to Northern California to get her. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but Gizmo was there. Yeah. And at first I didn't see her because she was under the bed. So then I turned around. She was like squeezing out from under the bed. Aww, She's like, oh, you're cute. finally home. <laughs> but just so you know, I didn't leave her alone in there. I made sure that the butlers came mm-hmm. and like checked on her and pet her and gave her attention and stuff. I think they even took her downstairs a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> so then we kind of wrap it all up. I say Asia's next on my list, That's which of course funny. I didn't go when I was at the mansion. I've been since, but. Oh, and we talk about how hard it's going to be to talk about this trip because so much happened. Yeah. So like when people ask, and even now, like look at how many episodes we had to break it up into just to talk about <laughs> what really happened. Yeah, totally. Not just what they showed mm-hmm. on the show, but what all really happened because there's so much. Like when yeah. somebody asks, how was your trip? Like just saying it was amazing doesn't even do it justice. I know we like we really dug into everything deep. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and like if I I and I'm saying in the limo, like people will have to ask like very specific things for me to even be able to talk about it because, like, where do you start? Yeah, exactly. Like that's how it felt. Like when we were getting back, like there was mm-hmm. just so much, and it was like truly just like this trip of a lifetime. Yeah. So where do you even? How do you even convey convey to somebody like how incredible? incredible this was. And I kind of liken it to the first time I ever went to the mansion and did my test for Playmate and Mm -hmm. stuff. Like it was so incredible and like so many cool things had happened. And it was such like a, an experience on such an, another level that it was hard for me to even put into words to tell other people what an incredible experience it was for me. And I felt like that about this trip too. Totally. Was just like on another level. I can't even like explain it. I don't even know if showing it on the show and talking through it and all these episodes even, even encapsulates it. Yeah. Definitely not just showing it on the show because they didn't show half of it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm eager to get into the deleted scenes when we get to the end of the season because I don't genuinely don't know what's on there and I'm interested to see like what else. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in doing that episode too. So best and worst for when in Rome. Oh my God, I didn't do them either. Um, I mean, there weren't a lot of worse. I guess the worst would probably be them again doing the racist stuff in this episode, which is yeah, so unnecessary. Totally. Um, but there were a lot of bests for me because it was just like incredible to be all these places and do all these things and the whirlwind of a trip and and Hotel Daniele being my favorite hotel. Yeah. And I had so many things that I'd wanted to do for so long, as in like Pompeii and Venice. So yeah. There's a lot of positives. Yeah. I think my favorite part of this episode is the whole Waldo thing because it's just funny and it was such a funny memory and I like it and I love that I got pictures back of him. I think least favorite, obviously, is the racist thing. Like that sucks. But another thing I don't like is when a UTI took me out. So I had to leave the restaurant early and then I couldn't even go to that party. That's a bummer. I feel like in this episode and hopefully people watching it felt it as well, but I feel like it was very bonding for Kendra and I. Mm -hmm. I think we did a lot of things together from exploring in Spain to hanging out at the Hofbrauhaus in in Germany. I just think that there was a, a lot of positive things that came out of this trip for us after such a negative thing happened. Yeah. And I feel it when I watch this episode. And I don't know if other people see it and feel it too, but... Yeah, you guys get the bounce back award for sure. Yeah. I get the grudge holding award. (laughs) (laughs) 
But we are going to get a totally new perspective on our trip to Europe with Steven, who was our hair and makeup artist during the trip. And I just want to tell everybody because I got some feedback on this. So when we do interviews, sometimes, especially if Bridget is closer to the person, I usually let you take the lead on that for a couple of reasons. One is because usually are closer to the person, whether it's Stacy or Bryant, or in this case, Steven, because I never had my makeup done. Like I love Steven, but we didn't spend as much time together. But also like it's what you, you majored in communications. Like it's what you always trained to do. Like on your ghost magnet podcast, you interviewed people like it's yeah. kind of your thing. And especially when we first started doing interviews, because early on in the show for like the storytelling episodes, I was really in it. Like I was like telling the whole story. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to back off on the interview things. And like, let Bridget take the lead on that. And the only reason I'm explaining all this is I got the strangest feedback on one of our YouTube videos for the interview. Somebody was like mad at me because I was quote unquote, making you do all the work. Like as if you hate interviewing people and I'm just, I love interviewing people (laughs) do all the work. So I just wanted to clarify that's where that's coming from. (laughs) It's so weird what people like think or pick up on. It is so random. I mean, a, like we said before, you can't make everybody happy on anything. There's always going to be somebody, you know what I mean? There's just always going to be somebody who doesn't like the way you're doing things, but that was a weird criticism. So I just wanted to point out that I'm not punishing Bridget and she doesn't hate interviewing people (laughs) quite the opposite. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and I think it's fun too. Sometimes we try and trade off like you ask this question, I'll ask this question. You ask it like every other one. We switch it up. We do whatever feels normal and natural for us and for Mm -hmm. our guests. So I mean, it's, I think it's weird for people to question that because it's so weird. I feel like there's reasons for doing it the way we do it. It's yeah. not just like, oh, I don't feel like doing it today or I don't like this guest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not a, a negative thing like that. So we will catch you guys back next week with our interview with Steven. He's going to give us all the dirt on the Europe trip that we didn't see and didn't experience behind the scenes. So if you would like more content, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash girls next level. And we will see you next week. Bye, guys.